calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Sarah Michelle Gallagher, Buffy the Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. So true. We are smart people talking dumb topics. We're the pop culture professors. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman, and I am fresh off a day of teaching actual college courses to actual college children. College children. I should say, I should say students. That was uh, to any of my students that are listening. Y'all, y'all know what you did today to make me call you children. Y'all know. Y'all know. Oh, wow. They know. Coded they messages know. to the students. 
Not, they know. They know. That's all. That's all I'm going to say is y'all know. Uh, but right. folks, despite the fact that we are real college professors and masters uh, earners, I suppose is the term you could say. Earners and learners. Uh, earners and learners, baby. We've chosen to take our collective brain power and apply it to the world of standing. Caitlin, what is standing and what are you standing right now? Oh, two great questions. Standing is being an obsessive fan of, we will say anything at all, a celebrity, a show, <laughs> a movie, a musical album, a musical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but we do take that to extremes with our stands of the week. And I will be today. I am talking about the one and only, <laughs> one of summer's top food items, mm-hmm. Greek salad. <laughs> wow, Caitlin. Getting more unhinged. Love a Greek salad. Light okay. but filling mm-hmm. like an entree. Even some of the worst ones that you might mm-hmm. get are going to be okay. Wow. They're, they're not going to be too bad. But some of the best ones you can get, yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I had a really like fine one on Sunday for dinner. Yeah, you that, know? that does happen. I'm not going to tell was, you that they're was, all excellent. It was just what I needed in that moment. You know, you yeah, can, you can be refreshing really, and crisp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not the dressing too much is out. a spectrum. Some, some, some are wonderful. Some are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. need to they need to play around with the recipe. That's all. They'll yeah. get there. They'll Every get there. Greek rest, Greek salad will get there. And that's what we theory. know. That's why we stand them. Wow, you know, you've set me up nicely for my stand of the week because oh, I think you know, longtime listeners of the show and of my rants uh, off. Mm-hmm the show uh we'll be surprised to hear uh you know i'm famously team endless winter and before i say what i'm gonna say i want you all to know that i still prefer winter i still love to be cold but my stand of the week is i'm kind of into summer i'm like feeling the summer vibes have a summer nation i'm having a summer i don't know if it's just that i've known you long enough caitlin that you've started to rub off on me I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I am standing summer. Um, my seltzer of the summer, for those that care, is Good and Gather brand watermelon lime. Maybe wow. discovering that flavor is what's opened me up to summer. Uh, but usually, summer in New York, I'm fantasizing about escape. I'm questioning all of my life choices. I am woefully depressed (laughs) and just counting down the days until I don't sweat buckets in public again. You know, like it's just an uncomfortable experience. And this summer I've decided I'm not going to citizens arrest people that invite me to homes that don't have air conditioning. And I'm going to I'm going to calm down. I'm going to embrace summer and just enjoy it. And that's that's what I'm standing right now. Summer, you know what? I think I've I've been harder on you than you deserved. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's I'm all at. about having a summer and it's mm-hmm. you know that's a verb. Summer's a verb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you got to get out there and do it and make it for yourself. Yeah, uh, and I love the spirit. I, I'm hearing great mental health vibes. I I don't think you need to stay too long at anyone's house that doesn't have AC. I mean, I'm not going that crazy. You okay, got okay, okay. to or some people can have really powerful fans, but you know, if you're hot, if you're if okay. you feel like it's stopping you from having a summer when you're in that apartment, you yeah, gotta get out. You got to go get some more salts. You got to get a okay. salad. You got to move. <laughs> Yeah, because I do. I do think it's reckless endangerment when you invite people into your home and you don't have a powerful AC unit. Like I do think that that is a crime against humanity. But I'm trying well, to be like, more generous have, in spirit. 
Yeah, people passed away. We're not, you know, we're not yeah. ma- making this stuff up. Look, you know, I don't have Folks. the strong, I don't have the strongest air conditioning unit, but I also don't throw dinner parties. You know, you have to, you have to <laughs> summer responsibly. Yeah, and it depends. You know, maybe people are throwing a popsicle party. You know, if if they're inviting you over me. for a stew. <laughs> you know that's 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 a problem. We've got a problem. We got a you summer problem. Wow, maybe the problem all along wasn't summer, but the fact that I hang out with people that make stews in the summer. Maybe you it's do my- constantly. You have that stew crew, and you guys. <laughs> I told you guys need to only convene in January, but you don't listen. You know what? It's the fact that I am unabashedly team stew crew. That's my deep illness. That's what we've gotten to on the show. Well, I guess uh, I'm quitting therapy because we solved all the problems, and uh, the rest of the show is just going to be a celebration of uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so the show's canceled basically <laughs> this will be the final app <laughs> oh i'm just kidding don't worry everybody joshua jackson jody turner smith and i are still the background on my phone we've got a long way to go <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Caitlin, I think we, I think you need to take control of this and get us okay. on track. Okay. Well, <sighs> I am going to bring in some reinforcements okay, here. Okay. Okay. Uh, we yeah. are so excited <laughs> to have wonderful a guest, uh, someone we love all year round, Kalia Davis. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Oh my Welcome. We are so I think we're just giddy. I'm I'm giddy. I'm just so glad you're here and delighted that we get to dive into the world of the TV show Golden Girls today. Yes, the Golden Girls. Oh, it's going to be great. Now, I was saying before we started to record, part of the reason we had to have Kalia on the show is because I know that she is so good at just unabashedly loving the pop culture that she loves. She will talk about it. She will shout it out. She will share it. And, you know, Kalia, we always like to put our listeners at ease by sharing our, we call them our credits, our pop culture creds that connect us to the topic. Now, Caitlin, when when we were talking about which of Kalia's many fandoms we could talk about, you had a pretty strong connection to this particular topic. Oh, well, I love Golden Girls. It's an all-timer for me. And I watched it uh, as a kid in the 80s uh, weekly. And I would make fan art. I didn't know that it was that at the time. But I would make <laughs> fan art of the Golden Girls, including mm-hmm. my specialty was different animal versions of Shady Pines. Yeah. So it would be different old people's homes but for fish and i would Mm. rename it and i just loved saying shady pines ma all the time yes um that was my favorite i i have also owned you know socks and shirts Mm -hmm. over the years have some rue mcclanahan socks i wear probably every other day Mm -hmm. uh love it love it a fave how about you lauren um, mine is that I lived with my 90 year old grandmother for six and, 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 you know, did a lot of senior citizen activities. So I have lived the golden girls life. I have. Yeah. Wow. I've Congrats. lived that life. Yeah. You know, I, there are many spaces in New York that are dedicated to senior citizens that I have entered, uh, and felt very comfortable amongst my people. So that's my crowd. That is my connection. But Kalia, how did you enter this fandom? I mean, before we started recording, you were showing us all of your amazing merchandise. So I, I we know you're a fan. Yes. How did you fall into this world? <laughs> that was just the t-shirts. I didn't even show you the, <laughs> the puzzle and... <gasps> 
Oh, yes. I have a puzzle. Yes. And I also have um, an Any Way You Slice It uh, Golden Girls card game as well. Uh, And a notebook, you know, because then also, and a Christmas sweatshirt. Like, (gasps) once you decide that this is your thing, you notice how family members and friends are like, oh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. We know what a thing is that we can always get you. Always get you. Phew. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, for those, because this is a podcast, I'll do a visual description of myself and then Wonderful. y'all, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. audience can then enjoy what that means <laughs> for this episode. So, hey, y'all, I'm Kalia Davis. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a very proud Black woman with some medium <laughs> chocolate skin. Right now, I'm rocking my natural Afro hair that uh, comes, like, right below my ears, and I am 34, and I just... I love the Golden Girls so much. <laughs> um, so I I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. So I got to do the like reruns. And yes. what it was, was um, when you got sick, you'd stay home. And when you stayed yeah. home, you would watch daytime TV. And in the mornings, the lineup <laughs> on Lifetime was 8 a.m. Yes. Designing Women. Yes. 8.30, the Golden Girls. 9 mm-hmm, o'clock, mm-hmm. the nanny. And 9.30 <gasps> changed. Sometimes it would be Frasier. And then at some points, it was Mad About You. Right. <gasps> so that is like how right. I developed a love of <laughs> the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And also Designing Women and the Nanny. These mm-hmm. these iconic, super funny shows. Mm-hmm. The comedy just... The comedy is so good and it's slapstick and it's vaudevillian. And I'm very much a fan of that type of work as an artist myself. So, yeah, I I was very young, too young, (laughs) I might say, to be appreciating all of the nuances that the show had. But gratefully, as I've gotten older, I have all of the episodes on DVD. Um, (laughs) Grateful when Hulu dropped all the episodes for free. I was I went back. So you know how Facebook does that timeline like memories? Mm -hmm. I definitely put statuses on my Facebook being like, guess who's Uh, excited? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I was very, I I was excited about it. Those old ways we used to post. Like when you look back, it's, it's, and it was in third person. (laughs) Tweets were like that too. Oh my gosh. I was looking for some, I was looking for a photo that I couldn't find anywhere else. So I was scouring my Facebook timeline and I found this batch of Facebook status updates that were like, Lauren is feverishly grading papers. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lauren. Lauren is you, so tired because she's been up for days. Like, just like, what was happening? What yeah, was happening? and sometimes it was just your schedule, like what you were going to yes. do that night. Like, what? Yeah. Why did we invite stalkers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I would like log in. I'd be like flying to New York and I'm like, I'm just inviting everyone who knows where I live to go rob. Like, what am I doing? I guess I still kind of do that on Instagram. I should be not allowed to have social media. That's what we, I just realized. We just need to get you an assistant. We need to yeah. get an assistant to help with the posting. I need to get locked out of my own accounts. Real quick. You're like a Ramona I, singer of. <laughs> of <laughs> well, okay. I I think we got to dive into our first game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clearly, clear. You're coming in ready to rock and roll, and <laughs> yes, you know we'll see. I'm now. I'm nervous because I do. I've you've hyped me up in my fandom, mm-hmm. and I know I love them, but I'm I'm nervous about well, the games because. 
who I don't know how many names I would know or like, oh, you know, like obscure Kalia, this this first <laughs> game, I'm setting you up for nothing but success because I am going to take your love of Golden Girls and marry it to something else I know you love because I, I couldn't have you on the show and not eat, dip our toes into another fandom we both share. So here on the show, we like to play a little game called Pitch Fire, where we give you the challenge of pitching us ideas. And this time, we're doing the Golden Hallmark audition, because I don't know if you realize this or not, Kalia, but Golden Girls airs on Hallmark, which yes, is a it channel. Does. <laughs> yes, it does. Do you know what I watch in hotel rooms? Do you know what play? Because at home, I only stream. I don't have cable. But when you go to a hotel, you will put the Hallmark channel mm-hmm. on. Of because course. It, it's... It starts at 8 a.m. and it's and it also starts in the evening times at like after the last Hallmark movie is done at 10. And then you can have Golden Girls for like two hours and then it turns to Frasier. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love that you know that. So because I know what a huge Hallmark fan you are, in addition to being a Golden Girls fan... So what I what I have done is I have selected four commonly used Hallmark tropes. And I'm going to ask you to pick not one of the actresses from Golden Girls, but one of the Golden Girls characters. And imagine you can plop them into one of these tropes and tell me how you're going to do it and why you've chosen that particular Golden Girl. Are you ready for Pitchfire Golden Hallmark Edition? Yes. (laughs) Amazing. All right. So the first trope that you are going to make golden is... The main character comes home for Christmas to return to the small town they're from. Which Golden Girl is going to drop into this storyline? Uh, obviously, Rosen Island. St. Olaf, Minnesota is a tiny, tiny town. I don't know if y'all know, but the way to get to St. Olaf, it takes a long time. And then they get in a very small plane and then they have to ride on the back of a buggy, basically, and shout out at their neighbor. So, yeah, it would be Rosen Island. Okay, and what happens when Rose goes back for Christmas? So Rose has been spending a lot of time now in the big city of Miami, Florida, um, <laughs> and has new thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on the world and is shocking uh, her family that still lives there in the town doesn't know what to do with her, but she is able to reconnect with some of her roots and she is even able to help another young version of her <gasps> finally claim Butter Queen <gasps> because she was duped with a churn, uh, with the churning. It got jammed. She's like, there was oh, well. a butter churn <laughs> incident. So I think that's like the redemptive moment where she puts aside her anger and frustration about that and she can help a young girl become Butter Queen. Wow. wow. I'm so mad this movie doesn't exist. All right. That's perfect. Absolutely greenlit coming to hallmark 2024 all right this next trope is the meet ugly a meet ugly involves a first meeting where the connection tends to be hostile which one of the golden girls is having a meet ugly story uh that would be dorothy spornak uh dorothy spornak is notorious for telling (laughs) it like it is and not caring um so i feel very strongly that this would be her storyline all right and if you could pull a character from any other TV show in the history of television, who would her meet ugly be with? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would it be from like, could it be like Tony Soprano? <laughs> because they both have such strong, like they would, they would butt heads, but then yes. he would find the value in her and he would be like, oh my gosh, this woman, she's keeping me uh, grounded. She's keeping me focused, career driven. Yeah. This is- Absolutely unhinged, and I love it so much. Who would have Dorothy and Tony could have never seen it coming, but I love it now that it's here. Yeah. All right. We are we are two for two with the hits. This next one is one of my personal favorite tropes, and it's the holiday competition. It could be a talent show at a child's school. It could be float decorating at a parade or something related to baking. Which one of these girls is getting into the holiday spirit through the spirit of competition? <laughs> Mm. It's, a, it's, it's it's Sophia Petrillo <laughs> because there's probably money involved. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so she's gonna try and figure out a way to get that money because she probably wants to buy something really mundane like a TV or something yeah. else. But she signs up for the senior centers. <laughs> holiday contest of some kind yeah it would be sophia patrol uh, i love that she goes to all the trouble and she wants like a really tiny tv <laughs> like what are those like that yeah it has like a built-in vcr like the 13 VCR. that's exactly what i was imagining and i love it so much okay perfect no no it's green lit love it all right the fourth trope is one that Hallmark has perfected and Netflix is always trying to steal. And that's Mm -hmm. somebody's boyfriend is secretly a prince. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, that's, oh, how fun. All of these are so fun. I mean, we might as well finish the gamut. So uh, that would be Blanche Devereaux. She's just dating this man in Miami. They're having a good time. He says, hey, hun, you want to come travel abroad with me to Mm -hmm. this nondescript, but everybody has a generic British accent uh, place (laughs) in Europe that we've (gasps) never heard of before. And like she stays in his castle. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a queen. And she's always (laughs) wanted to be a queen. So I feel like it fits very perfectly for her. Wow. I love it. so upset they these fit so perfect <laughs> isn't it perfect hi you're me hallmark i've been wanting hallmark <laughs> for so long wow they well should do this with like existing properties like that yeah. oh my gosh million dollar like, idea i was like crying as you were because i picked each one of these in my head for those exact mm-hmm. characters obviously but i love that like you had no idea what tropes were coming and you just nope. and it just worked out perfectly Didn't say any. Didn't say oh, any. that was perfect that was perfect no notes uh Kalia, if i had anything to say about it you'd be hired at hallmark right now <laughs> actually you know what i want to see i want to see the movie hired at hallmark about a hallmark <gasps> stand who gets their dream job and then falls like in love like everything comes into like everything falls into place the day they get hired you know there is <gasps> a movie that is not exactly that but it is okay. the like wait we're in a hallmark movie now type of situation <gasps> oh. where the girl where the sisters like talk about like uh oh, hallmark movies oh blah 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 and then they mm-hmm. wake up magically and they are in, in a movie in a hallmark movie yeah well it does exist okay well but in this one you get it, it's hired for <laughs> yeah yes yes uh, so <laughs> 
Um, well, we have to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Uh, Caitlin, uh, what is your thesis for us this week? Yeah. All right. So happy to have you guys here to talk about (laughs) this. So I want to talk about... Okay, Golden Girls. I just want to say up front, the, the writing is A+. We mm-hmm. bow down to Susan Harris. That had, she created, gave staff positions to Mark Cherry from Desperate wow. Housewives. We have mm-hmm. Mitchell Hurwitz who would go on to yeah, create Arrested Development. Genius writer's room. Don't want to take a lick away from them. No. However, I think the ultimate success isn't even just the chemistry of the women, which I think we know that's indisputable, but I think it's career-wise seeing these four actresses get their big moment all together on Mm -hmm. this literal stage and i think that culminates in the fact that they all won emmys for acting for this Mm -hmm. show and it's just you know as people that are artists and uh trying to make it, it seeing people finally realize this both creative, critical, and let's face it, financial <laughs> dream at once is so inspiring. And if you read mm-hmm. uh, Rue McClanahan's a book, My First Five Husbands and the one that she mentioned this, her story is 
that she was the one that really knew oh, Golden yeah. Girls was going to be a huge deal. And she was desperately trying to convince B. Arthur to get on board. <laughs> and as she had been offered the role of Rose and Betty White had been offered the role of Blanche. And B. Arthur said, I don't want to watch another show where Betty White is a slut and you are <laughs> dumb. <laughs> and she, and, and, <laughs> Rue claims that on the spot she said we'll switch and that that is why they are cast as Blanche and Rose respectively um, I just love that she made it happen and I think there's such beauty frankly in the fact that I don't think these women were best friends but they were amazing mm-hmm. collaborators and that's okay mm-hmm. and I like I would like to watch some of their Emmy winning moments uh with you guys this is the first one Ooh. was in 1986 the first <gasps> year they were eligible the show uh debuted on September 14th 1985 same day as 227 interestingly enough hey. the first winner was for best actress and it was Betty White she was nominated against B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan, as well as Shelley Long and Felicia Rashad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of We've been so keyed up and so geared up all day, all week, because just getting down into the finals and being in a place like this with all the people that are in this room, that, that, was, that was the thing, to be with Shelley and, and Felicia, to say nothing of our girls. But to get to this point... You can't narrow it down any more than three. I mean, there ain't no way. I am the lucky one who gets to come up and pick up this beautiful golden girl. But Estelle and Rue and B and I all thank you. We're a match set. You can't split us up. We want to thank the network for taking a chance on four old bro- uh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so uh, first of all, I love that she calls it the finals. <laughs> yes, yeah, we made it to the finals. Being nominated was the finals. Um, she seemed genuinely surprised to me, and it, Betty White was quite famous before the show. It had huge success with Mary Tyler Moore Show, among other things. But she, of course, her talent is like she's so genuine. Like she immediately says the right things. Um both thanking the other nominees, but also saying like, well, we all won. You can't, like, you're not allowed to split us up, uh, which I found so uh, charming. And then the next winner uh, was 1987. The very next year, it was Rue McClanahan. This time, two, uh, two different other nominees, Blair Brown and Jane Curtin, interestingly. There are a lot of people out there right now friends, family, who are very happy for me. I want you all to know, I know how you feel. I'm even happier than you are. This means probably as much to me as it has meant to anyone who's ever received it. My mother said to me once, some agents had just turned me down. They said I wasn't photogenic and that I would never work on television. That was in 1960. And um, she said to me, oh, Eddie Rue, for heaven's sake, 
Don't you know, every kick's a boost. And I've remembered that over the past 27 years. There've been a lot of kicks and there've been a lot of boosts. I'm not going to mention the people who gave me the kicks. <laughs> but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> this goes on for two and a half more minutes. Um, she has by far the longest speech of all of them. Um, because I think she, more than any of them, really knew this was the moment. Um, and she talks about in her book that she, like, kind of lived beyond her means because she just, like, the weekly checks were so good that it was like, I might as well live in a huge house during this duration of the Golden Girls. Because I think she just knew how special the moment was. Um so third, of course, and Rue does say that the year after she won the Emmy, when B. Arthur had not yet won, was like a little tense. Like everyone's rooting for B at that point. So this year, our three, uh, our other two nominees are Kirstie Alley for Cheers, and again Blair Brown. I say right away that uh, Lauren, I'll make this very brief. Uh, the four of us want to thank because we all won. Paul and Tony and Susan and Terry and Kathy and Mort and Barry and Winnie and Terry Hughes, our brilliant director. And I would also like to thank Norman Lear for starting me off in this crazy, wonderful, delicious medium. Thank you. Work. She's like, I'm mod. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to go into any more than that. Short and sweet. But what makes this the best for her to win this year is the best because this is the year Estelle Getty wins for best mm-hmm. supporting actress in an absolute murderer's rows of uh nominees. We have Rhea Perlman, Julia Duffy, Jack A, and Catherine Hellman, uh, a longtime professional rival of Rue McClanahan's, uh, for obvious reasons, if you're familiar with their work. Mm-hmm. And this one is just the sweetest and the best one. Picture it, California, 1988. This is such a big thrill, and I know that I can't take too much time, but I want to thank the immediate world. First, my husband and sons, Arthur and Carl and Barry and my sister Roz, and all my wonderful friends and relatives on both coasts, my teacher Gerard Russack. I want to thank my managers, Alan Siegel and Juliet Green, my agents, uh, Harris Goldberg and, and Monty Silver in New York, and now down to the heavy artillery, to our wonderful, wonderful producers with Thomas Harris, with special emphasis to that lovely lady, Susan Harris, who invented and conceived Golden Girls. Thank you. Uh, our Silver Fox director, Terry Hughes, and uh, to, the, to the staff and crew of, who work on our show cheerfully and, and wonderfully, and of course to the best set of writers ever to write for a television program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the reason that I'm standing up here, the three most beautiful, generous, Wonderful, talented ladies, my daughter B. Arthur and her two roommates, Rue McClanahan and Betty White. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that one just yeah. really gets me. Um, I just, 
She, her story, Estelle Getty was a working mom who was auditioning in New York for decades. She mm-hmm. had some theater roles. She, her first big breakthrough was in 1980 or so uh, in Torch Song Trilogy by Harvey oh, Firestein. Yeah. And I, the last very, very short clip I want to play is from the pilot episode because this is a super group of, of a sitcom and everyone knew Betty White, B. Arthur, even Rue McClanahan was not, Rue McClanahan had done a lot of character acting stuff. So the first like five or six minutes of the pilot is just them and it's like, how are they going to interact? And then all of a sudden, Sophia enters and I'm not going to play the whole scene. I'm literally just going to play basically her final line. And then the audience reacts to it like nothing you've ever seen before. The man is a scuzzball. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Just that that one guy that you can just hear. Like nothing has ever reminded me more of seeing live comedy on television than that. Where like individual laughs are getting in the way of the other actors delivering their lines. And I just think like as a fellow artist, if I, if I may say that I'm in, in any of the immediate world of Estelle Getty, it's such a like proud moment for me someone much younger than her <laughs> but it's just i just think it's so inspiring i think all of their stories are so inspiring and and what a what a triumph <laughs> and i just i i love the way they they thank god we didn't have social media back then <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one can say anything sketchy happened or anything it's just a great work environment that's what i believe <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only things that were to come out that were pretty widely known was that the Arthur at a certain point was threatening to leave mm-hmm. before the final season. She started threatening because she was tired of a trope of like, she's the ugly mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, so that was one of those that they like shifted and they tried to change some of the writing around to make sure that she did not feel like she was always the punching bag for her physical looks like that was what the butt of the joke would be mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think she's a tough gal uh but that's like okay it didn't sound like anyone was unreasonable or abusive um i mean if you watch some of those bloopers you can tell she does not like a mess up <laughs> <laughs> whereas betty white thinks it's so funny and she loves <laughs> as it. a work environment i'm sure that was tough occasionally especially for a still getty and room but uh i just find them so inspiring and, and it's just fun because as a kid i didn't know them as b arthur from maude i mean she was dorothy from the golden girls <laughs> so it's been cool uh to learn about all these backstories over the years yeah i love it i think uh I think they all should have gotten uh, more Emmys, frankly. <laughs> Just more. Well, what yeah, happened is Murphy Brown premiered, and then yep, <laughs> she, took she took it. Um, but it's kind of nice. They each got one for the show. Mm-hmm. I'd like one. And that, that supporting actress category at that time mm-hmm. was just too stacked to exist. Because I think Jack A had won the year before. Uh, yep. And would Perfection. continue to be nominated against Estelle Getty. You had Rhea Perlman from Cheers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. tough. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. Well, 
I think uh, we're going to retroactively go back and kick Murphy Brown out, and we'll be right back. (laughs) All right, I have time traveled and removed Murphy Brown from the timeline, so now you're like, what is she talking about? Nobody even knows what I just said, and Uh, that's okay. What is that even? Oh. Nobody knows. Candace Bergen. She's just oh, a congeniality and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> My evil plot has worked. Uh, ben, you know what? Today's not about Murphy Brown. Today's about Golden Girls. And Caitlin, you have another incredible game for Kalia to play today. Oh, yeah. I got a game called... Did you see Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> now... The character Sophia Petrillo was on multiple other sitcoms besides Golden Girls. Simple game. I'm going to name the show. You tell me if we saw Sophia Petrillo. Ooh, okay. All right. Starting easy. Golden Palace. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Golden Palace was the spinoff featuring all of them except for B. Arthur, along with Cheech. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. David Don uh, Cheadle, Don right? Cheadle. Mm. Oh my gosh, wonderful nurses. Oh. Yes, yeah, we saw Sophia. This was another uh, Susan Harris created sitcom that took place in Miami. So she's okay. pulling, she's pulling Sophia Petrillo over to that one. The nanny. Oh no. No, but she appeared as Estelle Getty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a trick question. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Blossom. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to say yes because I hope it's true. She did appear on Blossom. She is in a dream sequence where (laughs) Blossom thinks she's never going to meet a friend until she's old. And she meets Sophia Petrillo. But then Mm -hmm. Six steals her. Yeah. Family matters. Yes. No. No. But she should but don't wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. And Sophia Petrillo should have had a scene. They oh. should have hosted the Emmys together. In character. <gasps> <gasps> oh, that would have been amazing. Wow. Wow. All right. New Heart. No. No. But Estelle Getty played a different character on that. Ladies Man. What? Ladies what? I don't even know what ladies man ladies was. Ladies man. No. No. But I did not know what ladies man is either. I'm going to tell you guys. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. Ladies man stars Alfred Molina okay. and all the women that live under his roof, including his wife, Sharon Lawrence, his mother, Betty White, and what? his mother-in-law, Dixie Carter. What? Whoa. Yes. It was a... Dixie Carter and Betty White show. And later in this, when it wasn't working, they brought in Rue McClanahan and Estelle Getty as guest stars. And Estelle Getty played a character named Sophia, but it couldn't be Sophia Petrillo because I believe this was on uh, CBS. (laughs) That's wild. That is, I'm going to have to find this TV show. I know. I'm so interested. And it was created by Chris Thompson, who did a lot of shows like Bosom Buddies, mm-hmm. The Naked Truth. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff. So it was interesting to hear that this exists. All right. That is so wild. Okay. 
and Empty Nest. Empty Nest. I don't know that show at all, so I'm gonna just say yes for the heck of it. Yes, you, you, <laughs> good call, if good you, call. as a Golden Girl stand, you've met the lead because he comes over sometimes. He's their neighbor who is, uh, is a empty- doctor. Ah, so that mm-hmm. was the ep- so that one episode is that one where they were trying it out. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the show where they like. Right. They focused more on the neighbor. Exactly. As the backdoor pilot. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And then after Golden Palace ended, Sophia Petrillo became a regular character on Empty Nest. She was in 52 episodes. That is insane. Yes. And that's like, that's like, um, some of our friends who do Broadway shows for years and they're playing the exact <laughs> same character mm-hmm. in that show for years. Mm-hmm. It feels yes. like that. Like, you can never get away. <laughs> that is her yes. character. Nor You're does she want to. It. So, yes, she did Golden Girls, Golden Palace, Nurses, Blossom, and Empty Nest with kind My? of did the nanny as herself and ladies God. man as another character named Sophia. Uh, so she was wild. also on, I didn't even include this cause it's just too crazy. We <laughs> need to find this. It's called something called the earth day special. It what? aired on, on April 22nd, 1990. Okay. And it was like, a narrative movie that also had vignettes and sort of sketches. Hmm. It, it is so confusing. She played Sophia Petrillo in this movie. Okay. But the movie also has like Danny DeVito as the character Vic that is not a character from outside this movie. It also oh. includes um, people appearing as themselves, like Michael Douglas, Isaac Hayes, and Ice-T all appeal- appeared as – it sounds absolutely bonkers. We have to get a hold of it and yeah, do a screening. Must. Because I don't know how this didn't solve environmentalism. Were the Muppets in it at all? Yes. Oh. Okay. This is starting to sound. Wow. Yes. It's actually one of Jim Henson's last uh, appearances as any character. How did you just know that? How did you just know that the Muppets were in it? I had a sense because the Muppets were notorious for doing random stuff like that. So I just like, I felt like this would be a Jim Henson thing. Well, it's a really strange project. Because it's just, it's across so many networks. Yeah. And like Harold Ramis plays his character from Ghostbusters. It's that just like so it's weird. Just anything and everyone <laughs> to try and That's save the so planet. Wild. Bette Midler plays Mother Earth. <gasps> okay, now we have to see it. Yeah. But what is yeah. happening? Midler's Mother Earth. That's yes, we did good. not know there was a Bette Midler Sophia Petrillo vehicle, but now that we know, now that we, we know, we'll be busy all night. <laughs> Okay, I actually, okay, we're going to have to, like, really hurry up and get to the end of this, because I have work <laughs> to do. We have well, work. Well, on that note, I think, Lauren, you had a thesis okay. for us. I do have a thesis for you all, because, okay, I have never really wanted or thought there was a need to revisit the Golden Girls, right? We live in the day and age of the reboot, the the part two, the whatever. And there's and as Caitlin said in her thesis earlier, a lot of the magic of the show was the casting, right? And so it's like, leave it alone. And according to the internet, you know, the series creator had said, beyond a shadow of doubt, there will not be a reboot. However, I have not been able to stop thinking about the fact that when, and just like that, the Sex and the City continuation came out, they were the same age as the Golden Girls. And just seeing how 
in 2022, we depict that age range from how we depicted that age range back then, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that and thinking about like, okay, well, like, who is the age of these characters now? And once I started thinking about this, I have a solution to how I can scratch this itch for myself and for others that are having this like thought loop of like, oh my God, what does age mean in Hollywood nowadays? Um, But you know how like they've been doing these like live reenactments of old sitcoms like they did like All in the Family and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how we solve this. We do a live episode. We just do one episode (sighs) as a celebration. And I have a pitch of who should play these characters based on age range in Hollywood today. And I'm going to give you my cast. And then I want you to tell me if I've nailed it or if you have notes. Okay. Okay. So the character of Dorothy was supposed to be 53. This is what the internet tells me. I'm going for Jillian Anderson. I want Dorothy (laughs) to be played by Jillian Anderson, (laughs) who is 53 years old. Okay. Wow. All right. Now you might be like, wow. What what accent is she going to (laughs) use? Yeah. We don't, we won't know until we get to set. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it will, it'll choice. her call. But I think the woman who's going to play her mother might have a thing or two to say about it. And you know who's 79, just like Sophia? Holland Taylor. Take that in. Holland Taylor playing Jillian Anderson's mother. I feel like Holland Taylor might be one of the only women in Hollywood who could make us laugh while pulling Jillian in her place. Yes, and finally, (laughs) sexual chemistry between Sophia and Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) We've always wanted it. Okay, well, speaking of sexual chemistry, this actress is actually a couple years older than the character, but I don't think there's anyone working in television today that could be sexier than Viola Davis as Blanche. (gasps) Wow, and she'd love it. Right? She'd She'd have so much fun with that. Right, because she... We've seen her be sexy, but we haven't really seen her get to be sexy and funny, mm-hmm. right? And she like, loves memes. She, she loves, loves memes, memes so much. For those of us that follow her on Instagram, yeah. she would love to just... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this next one, she's not done TV, really, as an actress. She's produced for TV, and she's a huge star. But I think if this is a one-night-only kind of thing, I think this actress would have a lot of fun. I think... when you think about putting Viola Hall and Jillian all on the stage, you need someone who's going to really be able to step up. And allegedly Rose was 55. And so I was Googling actresses 55. And when I realized that Selma Hayek was 55 and I thought about Selma Hayek as Rose, can you even, how fun would it be? Wow. So that's my pick. Jillian Anderson as Dorothy, Holland Taylor as Sophia, Viola Davis as Blanche, and Selma Hayek as Rose. That's my all-star casting for the live uh, episode taping. What do you all think? Notes, adjustments, pitches for change. What do we got? <laughs> I've stunned you. I've really uh, you have stunned you. me. Okay. Okay. Especially Selma Hayek's It Was a Stun. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just feel like, especially Rose, because Betty White, they're, listen, they're all icons, but I think Betty White continued to stay in the public consciousness in a way sure. that, like, Rose has to be so different than the Rose we knew. Right. That is a great point. Right? That is yeah. actually a really good point. She, yeah. I was thinking of Selma Hayek, 
like uh, one of my favorite. I love that movie Fools Rush In with her and Matthew mm-hmm. Perry from the 90s. It's got some problems, but there is such a sweetness to her when she's like, there's this one scene, uh, I think when his parents come and like, oh my God, he's hiding all of their race. He's like dealing with their overt racism and the fact that he hasn't told them anything. And there's just like the sweetness to Selma Hayek in like when she's like, has no idea. She's not clocking any of it. Like she's just so excited. And the like sort of like blissful ignorance of what's happening around her. I was like, that scene that like moment made me be like she's got rose inside of her she's Mm -hmm, got rose mm -hmm. right and betty white pre you know previously to golden girls did play like the sexy all the sexy characters right all the turn right so i thought i don't know there's just a kinship there between betty and selma that I, i i know it might not be obvious but i feel it and i just think again it's something we have. I feel like someone would have a blast. And I think we need a lot of people that are willing to have fun if Jillian Anderson's going to be there. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. and for some reason, I have to cast Jillian Anderson. So I know it's my fantasy casting. Yeah, you and, great. And you I did didn't this. have to put her. No, no, I did. I, no. I first, no, I did. I had to, uh, and but then I have to balance out the energy. So well, I don't know. This season three, we're going to tell Jillian this is a remake. She's going to well, be like, what? <laughs> season three. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you pitch it as one live show, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to get It's going to be so like, good. People it's are gonna just going to so get yeah. so excited. It's going to be on yeah. Hulu. That first time, that first interaction between Holland and Selma, everyone's going to lose their shit and it's going to have to. Oh, yeah. When Holland Taylor comes busting through that door (laughs) the same way Estelle Getty did, watch out. Yeah. I love it. What do you think, Kalia? Oh, no. I was going to say that's really, I I think it's interesting that you brought up the idea of a live version of the, Mm -hmm. like a one night because I've seen the drag show, Mm -hmm. like. There's a yes. couple of them, but the one that they say we are the original uh, <laughs> Golden Girls live show, and it's and that's the whole, per- like the whole point is they take an episode mm-hmm. and they just bring it to life on stage, and the audience loves that. And we, I was crying my eyes out as the entire audience sang the opening theme song together. (gasps) And then the, then the show began, but it Mm. was, but I think that you have a really good point. I think we would appreciate that sense of liveness one night only that would feel really good and cathartic as all of them have ascended to the, you know, dining room table in the sky. Like, I think that it would just be really, be really Did you do it as as a real, like, celebration of it and you pair it with some sort of, like, retrospective thing and, like, I don't know, it'd be so cool. But wait, you bring up a great question, though. Who would sing the theme song? Because we're going to have to get a huge celebrity guest to sing it. What about Jennifer Hudson? Didn't she do one of them before? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see any of these. I haven't watched any of them either. But I think Jennifer Hudson would be amazing. And we would have to get the young gentleman from the famous gospel version. So Mm. that is super viral (gasps) from Mm -hmm. like three years ago. Because that's what plays in my head now every single time. So she'll sing it and then he'll come in with that vocal like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, Like, cool too. She did. She did the Jeffersons when they did the Jeffersons. She did the oh. theme song. Yeah, 
And she is an well, EGOT she... now, so I don't know if she's available, but she, <laughs> but she, should be, she should be more available to just do whatever project she wants, and mm-hmm. she'll okay. want to do this. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to do this? I, w- I mean, come on. I was about please. to say, like, yeah, you're does available. it have to? Do they- <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I am available. Who's, who's ready? I'd say Lauren Brickman. Let's go. Lauren Brickman. Actually, vocals. you know what would be absolute chaos personified is if Mariah Carey did it. <laughs> Yeah, it really would be. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry. You know who guest starred as a child on the show is Jenny Lewis. She's That's the girl true. with the teddy bear that Rose she pushes is, out of the house. She's so. true. <laughs> you see this water pistol? It's loaded with red ink. <laughs> so that could be a fun, you know, different take on it. She that would be funny if she's just to see it and she's dressed in her costume and she's got a water gun her Come and on. mario lopez both yeah. like can do it because be mario lopez, lopez also yeah, just started no. as dorothy's mario lopez will be hosting the evening like whatever hosting, yeah. whatever pre-show after show like talking head thing they need mario is there he's actually waiting at the soundstage right now just in case <laughs> He's he's been vision boarding this for it's on, years. It's on the same lot. It's on yeah. the same lot. He's just always around walking around the lots being like anybody need what, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I love that about him though. I love yeah. it. He's I always ready. That. He stays he's, ready. Oh, he stays he does. ready. And you know what? He has a tank top that he wears that says stay ready and he like <laughs> get, t- wears it when he looks in the mirror in the morning to say his daily mantras. That I know to be true. That's just facts. That's science. Well, Kalia, this has been so fun. But before we go, is there anything that you want to share about your standum of Golden Girls? Anything that didn't get covered today that you would like? It would wake you up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat when you remembered you didn't mention it. <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful for your thesis. Says, mm, thank um, you. Thesi. I don't know the plural. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college, um, but I because I think that both of you covered so many aspects of the show that that get to the heart of why it is so um, iconic, as we would love oh, to use you. that word for sure. Uh, something that I also wanted to just lift up about the show is the the fact <laughs> that th- they lived active lives. Mm-hmm. All of them, mm-hmm. even Sophia, who was initially in a n- nursing home, mm-hmm. lived a- active lives and then had guest stars who were of the same golden ages living those active lives with them. You know, Miles Weber, Rose's boyfriend in later yeah. seasons, they went, they almost went skydiving together. Like there's so many fun things. And I think that mm. that's also why the show is so meaningful is because Susan Harris just created a show about women in their twilight years who are just like truly living a, their lives and I know. Love not it. feeble. But I, I will that. say the other side of that is they didn't shy away from topical issues. Right. Yes. Um, and it, and, and Rose is, so Betty White specifically had a journey. Um, there were a number of storylines that she had to embody that mm-hmm. were really, they were really hard, but that were true to a lot of women of that age and that time. 
the housing insecurities was another aspect of the show at one point. Like they just, they really touched on a lot of the important issues and topical issues that were happening during that day. And I think they did it with a lot of compassion and heart as well. Absolutely. Totally agree. I love it. I love it. Uh, Ah, it really is such a good show. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just so good. Like, I... I hadn't watched it. It's. I think this is maybe one of the longest stretches I've gone without like watching it because I don't, I don't have like TV and I haven't been like traveling as much. Like I haven't been in spaces because uh, usually, like you said, like it's like a I throw on Hallmark Channel and watch it or something like that. And I don't have that in my lifestyle right now. When you mentioned that you're such a big Golden Girls fan, I was like, oh, I should go back. And then I just like. Everything I, I I googled, every clip I watched, I was just like delighted. I was just like, they're just so, they're. It's just, it just puts a smile on your face. Like it's just such yeah. good times. And the appeal is so large. I mean, people. I uh, I talked about this in a blog that I wrote. But I, when my mom was sick and I just needed to be cheered up, I put on yeah. Facebook like, "Everybody say your favorite Golden Girls quote," and then like out of the woodwork like every person from like every part of yeah. my life every different race gender sexuality ethnicity n- nationality were like this is the one i like Uh-oh. it's that's that is what's so beautiful about the show and about those women and they just mm-hmm. like embraced their audience as well yes they knew who who started to love them hard in that Miami city? And they were like, okay, honey, go for it. We love you. And it was just, that's really great about it too. Oh man. I'm so glad that y'all like wanted to talk about the golden girls. Cause I, I I'm the type of person that will watch the episode and no one should watch it with me because I will say the line before oh they God. say it yes. and then laugh over the punchline because I already (laughs) knew they were going to say it. So do not watch an episode with me because I will ruin it for you. But now you're the only person I want to watch it with. Is the first. Like, that, that is the energy I want to watch. I actually just want you to set if you could send us a audio track so we could do like a listen along, a watch along. I would really love that. Uh, the last thing I wanted to lift up also is there's a there is a young person who who will do like YouTube reactions. And she did a reaction on an episode of the golden girls, which is the episode where they do a T Y a version of chicken little. And they perform these characters. And this woman is just talking about how wild the whole episode concept was. And like, it's so if, if there's an episode that needs that you need to launch yourself into, it would be That's the Chicken the Little episode. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Kalia, for everyone who fell in love with you today and is now a stan of you, where can they keep up with you? How can they learn more about all of your wonderfulness? Well, thank you so much, folks out there. Uh, if you want to <laughs> keep following my silly my silly journeys and my tales of, of puppets and <laughs> and Golden Girls lovingness. Um, you can follow me on all the socials. I am Kalia Davis, K H A L I A D A V I S. Um, and then on Instagram, I get a little saucy with it, and it's <gasps> Kalia S H D. So you know, <laughs> just changing it up, <laughs> keeping them guessing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's me. You know, just an artist doing an artist thing. 
Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Thank you for bringing your exuberant joy and stand stands. If you're not already, you can also follow us on the socials. We're at We Stand Social and, Mm -hmm. you know, keep sliding to those DMs. Tell us what topics you want us to get into. Tell us where you've recently seen uh, Joshua Jackson's name in the press. Like, you know, just anything you think we might be interested in or specifically me. Um, You know, I, I... I find a lot of joy in connecting with you all, Stan Stans. And I've had a lot of joy today connecting with you, Kalia, and with the Golden Girls. And as always, Caitlin, thanks for being the sane one uh, on this. Hey, thank you for being a friend. (laughs) And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye, Stan Stans. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.